This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, at five minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning, we've got something interesting happening later today. I only hope we can see it. About noon today, you could witness a total solar eclipse. Kind of reminds me of that old heart song, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Well, uh, we'll have to wait and see if the clouds allow us to witness it today or not, because we've got another cloudy day ahead. 85 are expected high today, with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Another sticky day on the way. Same thing tomorrow. Warm, humid, and thunderstorms, 82. Our 4th of July Thursday doesn't improve a whole lot. Looks like we'll have hot, sticky conditions. 83 are expected high. If you're the one that's going to be hosting the summer cookout on 4th of July, the good news is shouldn't set you back too much. The latest market basket survey from the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is up after 530. And $10 million, that's the new number that USDA is estimating, 10 million acres of unplanted ground across the United States. But farmers have to put something on that ground. Jack Kaltenberg with Partners in Production Seeds says that cover crop seed, very, very tight this year. All that and Bryce Knorr coming your way before six. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days for 2019 is coming up fast, and we want to know about the host farmers down in Jefferson County. Of course, we're looking forward here in Eau Claire County about, uh, to next year's Farm Technology Days, but we really have to learn a lot about what's going on with the host farmers for this year's Farm Technology Days. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn. Pam, tell us about these, this host family. You bet, Scott. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, of course, Jefferson County getting ready for the big show July 23rd through the 25th. It's going to be on a grain operation this year, a farm that doesn't have any livestock. But this is the beginning of a trend that we've noticed with Wisconsin Farm Technology Days for the next few years at least. I had a chance to visit with some of the folks that are behind the scenes getting everything in place for the big event that's happening at Walter's Grain Farm just outside of Johnson Creek in Jefferson County. The conversation was a surprise. Yep, that was the initial response to the idea of hosting Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2019 in Jefferson County. That's Brad Walter, one of the family members that eventually got on board. See, the Walter family has already hosted Wisconsin Farm Technology Days back in 1984. 
Mike and Sarah, mom and dad, decided it was time to try it again. And Brad says, thank goodness everybody got on board pretty quick. We're all excited to be a part of it now and do it as a family together and bring the community in and show them what we have here. Sure. Tell me a little bit about the farm, the size, the scope, what you guys are, are concentrated on. Uh, our farm is all a cash crop operation. We have corn and soybeans and some winter wheat. And then uh, me and my dad and my brother do the uh, run the fieldwork aspect of it, and our wives do the paperwork aspect. Sure, sure. How difficult was it to try to figure out where Tent City was going to be, field demonstrations? I mean, it's not been exactly ideal weather. Right. Uh, luckily, we've had good committee members that can help us lay out where Tent City would be best, and uh, wherever they wanted alfalfa planted, we took care of it, and we're just we're working together with a bunch of good people. Okay, yeah, because obviously it's not necessarily a high priority crop for you guys. You're working with some of the area dairies then. Yes, we are working with a lot of our neighbors because we don't have any animals, so they're buying the alfalfa from us and helping us out in Excellent. that aspect. Excellent. So, what are you learning as you go along here? Were you at last year's Farm Technology Days or previous? Have you been getting a little bit of a feel for the volume of humanity coming your way? I've been to a couple of shows, and I was. All, I was at last year's show all every day, but as far as putting one on yourself and all the behind the scenes, it's there's a lot more to it than you can ever think of. Yeah, yeah. What has struck you or impressed you most? Like you said, it's a whole lot of volunteerism that you're finding out about your community, but what else has kind of struck you as you go through this? Yeah, I think what surprises me the most is how... I mean, I know the farming community is always tight and works together, but the way people will come together to put something on like this to educate everybody is amazing. Now, if you get a chance, what do you hope people recognize or walk away with when they're done at the Jefferson County Show? Uh, we're just trying to show everybody what agriculture is about and how it contributes to pretty much everybody's day-to-day -day meals and uh, other products that are created from it and just trying to educate them on what farming is really about. This county's got a lot of diversity with that very message in mind. Yes. Yeah, we're the between the grains and animals and poultry. There's a lot of stuff in Jefferson County. Yeah, super excellent. And where will where where will you be hiding during the show? That generally seems to be one thing that people try. <laughs> I'll be on the main stage at the opening ceremony. Otherwise, I could be anywhere on the grounds. Uh huh. And uh, how are you going to manage things? They're going to turn to you when it comes to when semis start pulling in and things start happening. Are you ready for that? You got your radio already on your hip. Oh, yeah, we got our grounds crew set up. I'm working with them, and we're, we'll try and keep it organized the best we can. <laughs> well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for good weather. Again, that's Brad Walters. He's one of the family members that's helping out here. Now, Kristen is another one that's brought in by virtue of. Tell me a little bit. We were watching some of the videos on uh, your kids. You and Brad have some young kids that seem pretty excited about this. Yep, we have four small children, um, ages 9 to 5, and they are loving the idea of farm tech days but they don't really have a clue what they're in for <laughs> tell me about the family the dynamics or the breakout of the family Kristen that's helping to make the Walters family farm come together today um, well we have the three families um, well, we're all family together, but we have the mom and dad and then two sons that are working together. And then the, between us, we have seven children um, that are going to be part of our farm family here on, on Walter Grain Farms. And they all are looking forward to showing people around and showing them what to do and um, being part of the activity and learning themselves about agriculture because they 
so far just know mostly about grain. Right. And let me ask you, this is not something that just suddenly popped up. I mean, maybe in some people's minds, but you guys have been working for this over the past couple of years. What are some of the questions that you get from your neighbors, from people in town? What has that interaction been like when they find out about what's coming and where it's at? Um, a lot of the times I just get asked, are you ready? And I am. I'm ready and I'm excited. And they ask, what is it going to bring to Jefferson County? And I always tell them a whole mess of people. And I want people to come to Jefferson County and learn why this is such a special place, why it's a unique place, why you should keep coming here and come back and bring your families. Um, so mostly they just want to know, are we ready? I think there's a lot of people that are going to be surprised how much emphasis is on helping people just understand what a farm looks like today. Do you catch that when you're visiting with folks? Yes. Um, I myself am not from a farm. I was born and raised in the city, and I married into a farm family. And so I get a lot of people asking a lot of the same questions that I asked when I first started um, dating my husband, Brad. And they want to, they have no idea what really goes into a farm. A lot of people think you plant the crop, you harvest the crop, and you're done. And there's so much more into that. I can't speak on animals because we don't have any, but there's so much more work that goes into um, creating food for the world. And it's not just about those adults. We've got busloads of kids that are going to come in and want that same kind of channeled information. Correct. And I think it's important for our youth to know um, all about farming. And farming is not just cows. It's not just pigs. It's not just horses. It's not just crops. There's so many areas for kids to go into. And farmers are needed in this world. Mm -hmm. So when you get all said and done, is there a, a vacation in the future? This show usually ends up happening, and then all of a sudden something has to happen on the farm. Crops got to get harvested, or it, something's got to happen. In August, we are taking a seven-day <laughs> vacation to a lake, so yes. Yes. we are excited. No phones, no radios, just right. silence. Correct. Yes. Just us in the lake in a boat. Christy Walter, along with her husband, Brad, already looking forward to the end of the show. The Wisconsin Farm Technology Day is coming up July 23rd through the 25th at the Walters Grain Operation in the town of Milford in Jefferson County. Laverne Georgeson is the Jefferson County Ag Agent. He's been very involved in the executive committee activities and keeping everybody coordinated. He said what they hope to convey is a message of outreach to try to get friends and neighbors not necessarily connected with agriculture to the event. I think we've got great momentum and, you know, the, the tempo, you talked about that. I, I've looked at it kind of as details kind of percolating or bubbling up. There's a lot of those going on. Things are swirling a little bit in some respects just because there's so many things that people have been talking about and planning for a long period of time, and it's coming together and fo coming into focus, really. And um, So I, it, we got great people working in a lot of areas and really stepping up, and uh, a lot of the details have been attended to, and we just want to make sure that... Um, that, that we aren't missing anything. I think that's probably the thing that keeps me up at night is that we've forgotten something or we've lost sight. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about the setup of Tent City. Uh, how, where is it? Is it on high ground in case that weather starts to be an issue? And then the field demonstrations. Uh, this is an all-grain farm, but we've got a lot of different crops that we're going to be demonstrating on. Exactly, we do. And we do have high ground. Uh, the Walter family owns a tiling business, and so that's heavily tiled. Um, we've got two, there, there's two 25-inch drains on uh, this whole surrounding area. And I suspect, I haven't heard it, that you could hear a sucking action if rain came. So we expect it to be dry. We're on one of the highest points of their property it, right here mm -hmm. in the property they own and control. So we're in a good shape. And there was consideration done with that as we began early on to taking a look at that. And our field demos 
are uh, in close proximity here. We've got um, we're going to have winter wheat combining and bale straw uh, straw baling that uh, is going to be there. We've got forage harvesting, uh, the winrowing and, and the merging and all that's going to be uh, typical for Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's forage show. We've got drain tiling demonstrations. Again, uh, that's something that Mike really wanted to feature because it's important. We've got a lot of people doing upland hills and all kinds of, with the rain in the last four or five years is making a big difference. We've got, uh, uh, we'll have some tillage, which has not happened for a while. And Brian Lucht, uh, biological systems engineer at UW-Madison, um, is excited. And he said we're offering things that haven't been offered in quite a few years and maybe some that have never been done before. So we, we tried to draw that balance. We know we didn't. We had looked at a couple of neighboring farms. But there was a little bit of logistics of getting people to those. And with the dairy economy, they were a little cautious about exposing themselves and those types of things. So we thought, okay, we're going to focus here. We're going to expand our field demonstrations so that people have something to come and look at. Our tent city is really well organized. We've got a lot of excellent activities in the equine. And there will be some beef cattle displays. And there will be different uh, events happening associated with livestock handling in the equine area as well. So low-stress livestock handling and some of the clinicians coming in will be doing that. John Deere is going to be rolling out a new product and they've asked for some additional space in the uh, uh, ride and drive areas on the, on the boundaries. So we've got that going on and uh, so we, we think we've got a really comprehensive show. Our late hours are going to be pretty exciting to be able to try to do that and some of the features we've got associated with that as well. Laverne Georgeson, Jefferson County Ag Agent and a member of the Executive Committee for Farm Technology Days 2019, Jefferson County, your host, Walter Green Farm, the location. Find out more online, wifarmtechnologydays.com. And of course, keep listening. Bob and I will keep you up to date. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. TDS is about to revolutionize the way you work and play, big time. Our new state-of-the-art fiber optic network will bring area homes and businesses blazing fast internet, robust TV options, and crystal clear phone service. You'll enjoy cutting-edge technology today. And be ready for the bandwidth-busting technologies of tomorrow. It's TDS Fiber. It's big time. Learn more at tdsfiber.com. TDS Fiber services not available in all areas. Subject to availability, terms, and conditions apply. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. 
at Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. Sure, she might be able to sing, but can Britney Spears milk a cow? This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good Tuesday morning. This is Reba McClone filling in for Pam. It is currently 521, and I've got egg meteorologist Stu Muck on the line right now. Stu, how's your Tuesday morning going? Well, not too bad, Reba, except for that little rumble of thunder I heard about an hour ago over here in the Fond du Lac area, and that resulted in a little rain. In fact, the airport says four hundredths of an inch, but I see in the last 24 hours, La Crosse had a little over one inch, one and six one hundredths. That's in the last 24 hours. Certainly going to be varying in your rain gauge all over, but there is a little rain this morning. A front's pushed up into southern Wisconsin, and there are some scattered showers, La Crosse and North all across to Austin, I should say, over to Fond du Lac and Oshkosh and further north. Nothing in southern Wisconsin yet this morning. So a few morning showers in the north will dry it out today. Still have that very mild air mass. And with that front right in the southern part of the state, expect some shower redevelopment. Even late afternoon at La Crosse, more likely just into the evening for the rest of us. There'll be more rain chance later Wednesday or on into Thursday. Not going to be a wash-up, but there'll be scattered showers, and it will be staying warm and pretty muggy as well. I'll check that forecast in a moment. You know, a building is just that, a building, but what happens inside can be magic, and that's what's happening at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. Tyler Mack is a Pennsylvania native that chose the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for the relationships he could forge with those professors. You kind of get the opportunity at the University of Wisconsin to really, like, pick the minds of all these brilliant people. For me, for example, when I would go on externships during the summers or go to places and I would see different things, I could bring back what I saw and talk to them about that, get their opinions on the matter. As some of the professors used to say, these are tools for your toolbox. Tyler Mack is now a graduate of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and has decided to practice in Wisconsin. But the school needs more space for incoming freshmen. Find out about their expansion project, how you can write a letter, send an email, or pick up the phone in support of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals need heroes to too.com. And we're back with our egg weather with Stu. How's the rest of the day going to look for us? Well, a little rain in the north this morning and otherwise, Reba, I'd expect mostly cloudy skies. Partly sunny conditions could pop out, you know, it'll brighten up, and there is that slight chance of a shower or a storm again by late afternoon or into the evening. Now, we ought to all be in the mid-80s today. South winds become west about 5 to 10. That evening shower or storm, mostly cloudy. Look for some fog around late tonight as well as we drop to the upper 60s. Winds will be west and north at about 5 Partly sunny Wednesday, and again, more likely showers, possibly thunderstorms. Could be in the morning, lacrosse in Boston, afternoon elsewhere. I expect we'll still be in the lower mid-80s with east winds at 5. The rain chance overnight lasting into Thursday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny for the 4th of July, low and mid-80s, and it's going to stay warm and humid, Reba. So, you know, great crop growing weather. I mean, the crops are responding, but kind of makes us feel like wilting a little bit. 
Oh, I know that feeling. I do not handle the muggy weather well. Well, thank you very much, Stu, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right. See you then. All right. And looking out at some of your local temperatures right now in La Crosse, it's currently 70 degrees. Mauston, you've got 69 degrees right now. Fond du Lac, 71. Oshkosh, you're sitting at 69 degrees right now. Madison is currently at 73 and partly cloudy. Looking at Ripon, you're at 69 degrees. Anago currently sitting at 66 degrees. Um, We're also looking at Monroe with 72 and mostly clear. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Monica? Yes, Sarah? How does a person know they've found the right diamond? Choosing a diamond is sort of like choosing a puppy. A puppy? You feel yourself drawn to it. You're not sure why. You just are. You're saying I should buy the diamond that speaks to me. No. Several diamonds will speak to you. You should buy the one that you feel drawn to. Several of them will speak to me? Here, look at these diamonds. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. I would look so good on your finger. I'm the one for you. You know I am. Pick me. Each of these diamonds is exceptional. Can you tell? Are you kidding? Of course they're exceptional. Average diamonds just sit there. But Kessler's Diamonds are wide awake and ready for adventure. Shopping at Kessler's is fun. Making customers supremely happy is in our DNA. It's the reason that Kessler's is here. Casual and easygoing with every possible diamond and every possible ring. Welcome to Kessler's. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you frustrated with the way your clothes are fitting as you age? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. Your clothes will fit in no time. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You've been a do-it-yourselfer your entire life. It's going to be one heck of a party someday. It's your life celebration party, and you should be the general contractor. This is Matt Gunderson. At Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, we've been helping plan out life celebrations for nearly 100 years, and it costs nothing to prearrange. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral Home. Farmers, we here at the Midwest Farm Report know just how hard you work, and we want to give you the weekend off. We want to send you to Country Boom near La Crosse to see Joe Diffie, Kip Moore, and Kane Brown. One lucky winner gets two VIP tickets for the entire weekend, a hotel room, and a shuttle that will take you between the hotel and the festival. On top of that, we'll throw in some catered meals, free beer. A good or bad way, Cody, makes sense of yesterday. Just an absolutely stunning four-hour window there uh, of box moves of coming and going. What's your initial takeaway? And then we'll get into kind of some of the specifics. Yeah, everything happened really fast. Uh, all the dominoes just kind of fell. You saw the Brooke Lopez signing, and then, what, less than an hour later, Chris Middleton was announced. And, of course, free agency didn't start till 5 p.m., but we knew everything that happened around 3 o'clock, almost like that. And then Brogdon was, I don't know I don't know if I would say surprised or shocked. I think the Bucks had an idea of what they wanted to pay Brogdon, and uh, what Indiana offered him was just too high. So it was nice to see them get compensation back in a sign-and-trade. They got a first-rounder and two second-round picks. We all, all know how short the Bucks are on draft picks. But then it was nice to see George Hill come back as well for a pretty team-friendly deal, uh, just under $10 million a year. And then they got a backup center, Robin Lopez, uh, Brooks' brother, who uh, has spent the last few years in Chicago. So I, I like what the Bucks have done. I have said all along that Middleton is the priority, and they got him back for less than the max as well. It's close to it, but it's still less than the max. And then to get Brooke Lopez back was huge because there's not too many guys in the NBA that can do what he does, and he's just that perfect fit for the system of you know first player in NBA history last season to make two threes per game and also block two shots per game and Budenholzer is all about interior defense and hitting three balls so a perfect fit and we'll see what they can do now to try to find a replacement for Brogdon I mean George Hill was pretty much that guy last year Uh, they won 60 games without Brogdon pretty much for the whole season so uh, we'll see what they can do but Brogdon is a big loss there's no doubt about that I mean great player uh, 90, 50, 40 guy, just an eighth player in NBA history to do that. So uh, it would be interesting to see what they do moving forward. I wonder if there's a corresponding move that comes from that with those draft picks and make a trade or not, or if they just go on with the roster they have and, and, and look forward without Brogdon. Cody, right, let me ask you, how, does, how do you think Robin Lopez fits in with the Milwaukee Bucks? I, I, he doesn't stroke the three ball at all. Was that a, a, something the Bucks really needed down low? Was the guy with some presence? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they didn't really have a backup center last year, when you really think about it. You know, Ersan Ilyasova is more of a power forward. Uh, Nikola Mirotic, 
Um, they need more help inside interior defense, and that's what Lopez brings. And uh, he can step out to about twenty feet, and then he, even he hit a couple. He hit a three, I think, on Brook uh, when the Bucks played them in Chicago. So. Uh, Budenholzer, remember when he first came in and John Henson was shooting threes? <laughs> yeah. So I think you can expect Robin Lopez to actually shoot threes. Like wow. I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. He may not make a lot, uh, but I bet you he has the green light. I bet you you watch preseason and you see Robin uh, chuck up some uh, balls from deep. But he's a very good defender, uh, excellent rebounder, a lot like his brother on the defensive end. He's a veteran guy. Uh, he's a fun guy. And he's going to fit right into this locker room. That's for sure. Speaking of big men that can shoot threes, uh, we really missed out on Nikola Mirotic in that you know that series against the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. He was benched this final game. How surprised were you when Mirotic all of a sudden went to Barcelona? Yeah, I was. I mean, he could have got a deal three years. The Jazz wanted him too. Yeah. Yeah, he could have got a lot of money, but uh, you know, he spent six seasons, I believe it was, playing for Real Madrid. Over in the Spanish league, he won the MVP over there in 2013. Uh, so some guys, you know, he's just comfortable probably overseas. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to go back home. You know, he, he definitely, I'm assuming, enjoyed his time in the NBA. And uh, money just obviously isn't a huge deal for him. So uh, good for him. I'm happy for Nicola. I've always liked Nicola. Uh, you know, you guys know I grew up a Bulls fan. Yeah. and so Hey, Bobby uh, Portis isn't him. in overseas, is he? <laughs> no, not that I heard. Oh yeah, he's with the Bulls still. Yeah, I think I thought Miritich yeah. really wanted to escape so no one could punch him in the face. No, again. Uh, Bobby was traded to Washington last oh, year. Oh yeah, now, yeah, I, yeah, now yeah. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was out with Jabari last year. Oof. <laughs> uh, visiting with our guy uh, Cody Grant, and then obviously uh, Cody, as far as the money wise, the biggest move is, is Chris Middleton, and we you know speculated this uh, on this for weeks. You know. Uh, was he a max player? Is he a max player? Would the Bucks have to overspend to get him? Um, you know, it wasn't quite max money, but I think when you get to that level of paying, it's it's splitting hairs. I mean, at the end of the day, do you think it was the right call? I mean, was did was there any other call but to bring back Chris Middleton, regardless of the money? No, there wasn't. And, and I've said this all along. You want to lose Middleton for nothing? You're not going to be able to get the level of player that Middleton is uh, because of your cap situation. You know, the Bucks were. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We're checking in with Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, in about 15 minutes. We're also talking about the new number out from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 10 million, 10 million unplanted acres. That's their latest estimate. But remember, if farmers want to qualify for market facilitation program payments, they've got to get something out on that ground, namely a cover crop. But boy, the seed is so tight for cover crops. And it's the 2nd of July. What do you have to ask yourself? We're going to delve into all that before we hit 6 o'clock. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. And don't forget, noon today, that's when they're estimating that the total solar eclipse is going to start to unfold. I'm not sure we're going to be able to see it real well with the weather forecast we've got. But still, kind of notable. Noon today is when it should start. What else is notable today? On this date, back in 1937, it was the last time anybody had a message from American aviator Amelia Earhart and her navigator Fred Noonan. After this date, they disappeared. Nobody ever found any wreckage, nothing. They speculate 
that uh, they know where she crashed or they landed, but uh, no firm proof has ever been brought forward. But that happened on this date back in 1937. Also on this date in 1900, the Zeppelin took off for the first time. Remember, that was kind of considered the latest in air transportation and brought a whole bunch of different drama in the future. But now you know, that's what's going on. Well, what we know is going on out there is a lot of Wisconsin farmers still struggling to try to get cover crops down on all their unplanted acres. And as if the weather has not been challenging enough, we also have to talk about the shortage of cover crop seed. And on the 2nd of July, what kind of cover crop is still appropriate? Jack Kaltenberg has been dealing with these questions all spring long. He is the president of Partners in Production Seed, or PIP Seeds. And he said, yes, indeed, there's a shortage of cover crops, and farmers need to ask themselves what they want to do with that ground. Now we're at a stage of looking what can we do for, for, the, for the proper reasons, that being um, uh, suppressing weeds. Is it for, um, you know, just generally do we want to bring some nutrients up into the soil? Do we want to open up some tilth? Do we want to add organic matter? But now we're, we're also challenged with the fact that we had uh, in our neighbors, if we're a cash grain person, uh, the livestock person, who in essence got a shortage of forage, um, and so so we, it's really complicated. So this will be a come a year then of what can we do, what time do we have to get it done? I mean, exactly right now we've got a lot of people just sitting on the fence because we just had three showers across the whole state, you know, inch to two inches where we're all sitting still again. So we just have a lot of things going on, as well as we have the institutions, um, government-wise, insurance-wise, giving us some parameters to help out our livestock people. Jack Kaltenberg with Partners in Production, or PIP Seeds, and again, USDA now estimating 10 million acres of unplanted ground across the United States. And if farmers want to qualify for the market facilitation program payments, they need to make sure that they've got cover crops on the ground. So like Jack said, not only are we challenged with the calendar, we're challenged with seed availability as well. The warmer weather is challenging our Wisconsin strawberry crop as well. It was late to develop this year, and now all of a sudden the acceleration of heat has meant that the season's ending for some already in southern Wisconsin. Scott Skelly is with Skelly's Farm Market in Janesville. The season's been going great. We have great berries this year. Um, the cool weather was was wonderful to get things started and, and growing. And um, now we're, you know, as we're rolling through the state, you know, we're starting to get towards the later parts of the season down here. I know some of the farms up north are still just kind of getting kicking into gear. So there's still plenty of time for strawberries anywhere in Wisconsin. Here at our farm, we do have one variety that actually comes on after normal strawberry season. So we might still have some strawberries hanging around uh, for a couple weeks yet. But the main season is is here now. Don't delay. Scott Skelly with Skelly's Farm Markets in Janesville. So again, if you haven't paused and taken time yet to seek out your local Wisconsin strawberry grower, you might want to do that as soon as possible. And you can find that resource online, wiberries.org. It's 540. 
Farmers, we here at the Midwest Farm Report know just how hard you work, and we want to give you the weekend off. We want to send you to Country Boom near La Crosse to see Joe Diffie, Kip Moore, and Kane Brown. One lucky winner gets two VIP tickets for the entire weekend, a hotel room, and a shuttle that will take you between the hotel and the festival. On top of that, we'll throw in some catered meals, free beer, and a pair of meet-and-greet passes so that you can meet Joe Diffie. All of this was made possible by our friends at Whole House Financial Group in La Crosse, and to enter for a chance to win, head to fabulousfarmbabe.net. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, the weather is not necessarily cooperating with all of our 4th of July outdoor plans, but if you're the one that's still planning to host everybody for a cookout, good news is it shouldn't set you back too much. The American Farm Bureau Federation, along with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, have released their latest market basket surveys, and Chad Smith says that 4th of July feast is only about 11 cents more this year than it was last. The price of a 13-item basket for a traditional July 4th cookout for 10 people is slightly higher than it was last year. American Farm Bureau Chief Economist John Newton says the cost to feed family and friends is $52.80 or $5.28 per person compared to $52.69 or $5.27 per person in 2018. This year's survey showed that hamburger prices were slightly more expensive in 2019 at $4.20 a pound. And then we also saw a decrease in rib prices in 2019, helping to keep the July 4th cookout price stable relative to prior year levels. The rise in hamburger prices comes from strong consumer demand as well as growth in U.S. meat production. The survey results show that four pounds of pork spare ribs is $11.76, down 20 cents from last year's cookout. Cheese prices are also down 3% lower than last year. Newton says the price of food remains stable for American consumers. The results of this year's survey confirms that the price of a July 4th cookout remains in line with what we've seen over the past five years. Food prices remain very stable and are in line with the consumer price index inflation rate of around 1%. Out of the 13 foods in the survey, five decreased in price, five increased, and three had no change in the average price compared to last year. Newton says Farm Bureau tracked a new item as a part of this year's July 4th cookout survey. This year we added ice cream, and we found that even when adding ice cream, the price of a July 4th cookout remains affordable at less than $6 per person. Chad Smith, Washington. All righty. Thank you, Chad. Now, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation also released their market basket survey within our state. If you're hosting, they've put together a summer cookout menu with 14 food items, including hot dogs, cheeseburgers, and pork spare ribs, with all the fixins, including ice cream this year. 
It's going to cost you about $56.47 to host 10 people with that uh, menu. So pretty much the same as the national average. Ketchup went down about 13% as far as price, and pork spare ribs down about 9% as far as the average price to host this year compared to last. While markets in overnight electronic trade this morning trying to hold firm after some losses yesterday. December corn is up two and a quarter cents, four twenty-four and three quarters. November beans up three and a half at nine twelve. July wheat up a half a cent, five fourteen and a half. Barrel cheese on Monday dropped a penny to one seventy-eight. Forty-pound block cheese was up three quarters of a cent, one eighty-six and a half. While double A butter was unchanged. The fluid milk for July down nine cents right now at seventeen thirty-eight. August milk trading two cents lower, seventeen eighty-eight a hundred weight. The heat has definitely helped the crops that are already planted. The latest update from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service shows that our corn condition, 55% of the crops called good to excellent. That's a 3% increase in confidence in one week's time. As far as soybeans are concerned, 61% of that crop is called good to excellent, also up compared to last week. But let's remember, both our corn and our soybeans maturity right now still running almost three weeks behind where we'd normally see it coming up next what are they talking about in the marketplace our man bryce nor commodity specialist farm futures magazine farmfutures.com joining us live via skype to let us know this is the farm report with pam yonke Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Do you struggle with stubborn fat bulges that hang around even with a healthy diet and regular exercise? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at Rejuvenation Clinic of
the Queen of Cattle, the Princess of Pork, the Duchess of Dairy. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 548. Now, thanks for the rainfall reports this morning. Had a little chat with Kirby up in La Crosse and picked up another inch of rain in that neck of the woods. Plenty of standing water around there. Fond Lac, good morning, Dell. He gave me a two-tenths of an inch of rain update, but I think there's still a few showers in the area. Well, the weather has improved the attitudes of a lot of our Wisconsin farmers. The heat Improving the fields that did get planted, but holy potato, 10 million acres that did not. Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype. But that big number does not seem to be scaring the trade too much, huh, Bryce? No, you know, at this point, uh, uh, there's uh, no new bullish information in the market. We've absorbed uh, the data that USDA put out on uh, Friday, which was clearly bearish uh, for corn at least. So what you're seeing is the funds have built up a uh, fairly significant bullish bet on corn uh, over the last month. Uh, they're in the process of liquidating that and basically moving back to a neutral position because uh, over the next six weeks, we really aren't going to get a whole lot of hard data. We do have a USDA report uh, coming out next week, July 11th, but uh, that will just incorporate USDA's acreage estimates from last week. They'll probably stick with their same yields, and it'll give us, you know, an idea of what could happen. Uh, but uh, the market will want to wait until the August report when we at least uh, have uh, an updated yield estimate. There'll be a lot of discussion as to what's happening, and people will be coming up with various estimates, myself included. Uh, but uh, everyone, I think, will, will probably uh, wait to see those hard numbers before throwing a lot of money at the market. Well, it's interesting, USDA Undersecretary Bill Northey kind of <laughs> saying that it was a confusing report they released. Now they're talking about uh, they are going to resurvey this month, huh? Right. They're going to do a survey of the uh, growers uh, that they talked to for the June report and uh, the people who were uh, uh, who hadn't planted yet or hadn't finished planting and were hoping to, they're going to talk to those fellows and see what happened. And uh, again, when USDA did its uh, survey, uh, there were 15 million uh, corn acres that hadn't been planted yet. Uh, And uh, a lot of those probably will wind up in prevent plant, uh, but uh, we aren't going to know that. Again, that August 12th uh, report will not only contain this updated survey data, but it's going to include uh, some very hard numbers Uh, that uh, the farmers actually certified with the Farm Service Agency. And more growers uh, than usual will be doing that this year if they want to collect uh, the next round of the MFP payments. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, the other thing that we now know. you gotta got to get something out on those acres. Uh, cover crops are going to be covered, too. So let's talk a little bit. MFP, Market Facilitation Program, designed to offset losses because of the international markets. Did you get all jittery with the G20 brights over the weekend? Well, you know, who knows? A lot of great photo opportunities, and uh, we're talking with China again. Uh, no one expects a deal soon. No one knows what, what it'll look like. Uh, if we do get one. And uh, so uh, we're just kind of more of the same. Again, we've we've kind of kicked the can down the road on the whole trade dispute. Uh, but uh, now we're talking about uh, putting some tariffs on the European goods and due to their aviation subsidies. And uh, so maybe starting up a new dust up 
if we're uh, at least uh, uh, trying not to fight China so hard anymore. So we're heading towards the holiday break, Bryce. Give me a sense on what you're going to be watching and what we have to kind of think about for that Friday trade session. Well, uh, we only trade, uh, we close early tomorrow at 12.05, and then we don't open Friday until 8.30 Central Time in the morning. So uh, farmers uh, will, I'm sure, uh, be seeing some cars from the city uh, over the holiday weekend. Uh, Traders uh, driving around, uh, taking a look, uh, getting a firsthand feel for where these uh, crops are at. Uh, I don't expect the windshield surveys uh, to really do much. Uh, because, uh, again, I think everybody uh, knows that uh, uh, the crops are good, bad, and ugly with a lot of standing water, a lot of unplanted fields, and uh, a lot of corn uh, that's anywhere from three inches high uh, to tasseling. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other question the market's talking about is this uh, pollination situation. It's gonna That's going to probably be part of the newsmaker we've got to look forward to. It's going to be spread out over a long period of time which means uh, the crop uh, is not vulnerable to a brief heat wave, uh, something that, uh, that kind of hits everybody all at once. We've seen that happen a few times. We could see some losses in, uh, in a few areas if the heat kicks up like it did last weekend uh, out on the plains where we saw 100-degree temperatures for a couple days. But again, to damage that crop, you need uh, that heat to stick around. Yeah. Let's uh, just uh, out of curiosity, anything else, energy stocks, uh, petroleum, anything else that's catching your attention this morning? Well, we've got crude oil still around $59 a barrel. OPEC and its uh, allies uh, met yesterday in Vienna. It looks like they're going to be extending their production cuts for at least uh, through the end of the year, maybe another three months after that. World economic growth continues to look like it's slowing down. That's what the latest manufacturing data out yesterday said. Uh, so uh, OPEC uh, cutting production in order to maintain prices. So energy not likely to get cheaper in the short run. Well, surprise, surprise. We head for the door for a little break and energy is up. All right, Bryce, appreciate it. Enjoy your 4th of July holiday. We will catch up with you on Tuesday. Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype this morning. Don't forget, he'll be updating his comments on other market developments as we roll through the morning, 7.30 specifically, when you can kind of take a look at what's going on and read up on Bryce at farmfutures.com. All right, tomorrow we are going to be focusing in on what's happening with uh, farm fields around Wisconsin, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about Farm Technology Days 2019. That's uh, July 23rd through the 25th, and we'll be there. It's 5.55. This is the Farm Report.